You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 19. There are so many things I want to talk about when it comes to boundaries. Boundaries are one of my favorite things. You might laugh when you hear that, but they really are. I struggled with boundaries for years and years of my life, pretty much up until I escaped my abuser, and I still had to practice them even after that. I had no boundaries with anyone in my life, and there was a reason for this. And if you've struggled or still are with boundaries, the reason is probably very familiar to you. I felt a lot of fear and guilt about setting boundaries and saying no, which is a boundary, by the way, and we'll talk about that too. If you struggle with fear and guilt of boundaries, you're going to want to take some notes because I want to share some things with you that can really help you release the emotions that oftentimes go along with this. So if boundaries are something that you've struggled with, then stay tuned because this episode is for you. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is why boundaries are different for some people and not others. Why do boundaries feel good for certain people and bad for other people? Why are some people so easily able to say no and clearly set a boundary and other people struggle with it? And here's what I know. There are many, many reasons some people struggle with boundaries and other people do not. But when we figure out the root cause of this, we can work to change it so we can hold boundaries without guilt or even fear. And I say fear because a lot of times guilt shows up in the form of fear. So one reason that might make a person not be able to hold a strong boundary is that they may have never done it before or have never been in the habit of it or they don't know how to. It could be that they tried to set a boundary once or twice and it didn't work out in their favor or another person fought them on that boundary and they ended up giving in. If you grew up in a family where your parents or caregivers never allowed you to have boundaries or privacy or any sort of personal autonomy, then boundaries might be really difficult for you as well. In the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud, he says that boundary development is an ongoing process with the most crucial stages of development being in childhood. Exploring this a little can be helpful to understanding what's going on inside of you as to the guilt that you might feel about boundaries When you were a child, if you feared rejection or abandonment, if you set a boundary or said no, that will be carried with you throughout your life as an adult. If you connected the concept that you're lovable when you behave how they want you to and you're not lovable when you don't behave how they want you to, you could grow up feeling like boundaries will keep you from being loved because in essence, if you set a boundary and go against what someone else wants or what someone else demands or what they expect of you, then of course you're going to feel that way. You aren't behaving. That means you'll associate that with not being loved or with being rejected. Here's another thing. Obedience or good behavior 
oftentimes equates to safety, especially as children. If we obey, we don't get punished. If we obey, we don't get spanked or abused. If we obey, we are loved and accepted. Another issue we might have faced as kids or even adults is that protecting other people's feelings often resulted in feelings of security. And when this has been your baseline or all you know, of course it makes sense that you will operate like this with guilt or fear of setting boundaries. That's because this is what you know. This is how you were raised. This is your programming. And this is the life in which you've been brought up in. And as adults, we find it difficult because we've not been in the practice of feeling safe with boundaries before. If you were abused as a child or as an adult or suffered any kind of trauma and you weren't allowed to say no or have any choices, then you might really struggle with boundaries. If you were under the control of someone else, then you weren't able to have your own boundaries because the person who is controlling makes all of the decisions. So there's probably a root cause but we don't actually have to dig up the past in order to change how we operate going forward. So that's a good thing because I don't know about you, but I don't really like digging up the past. And you might have had a wonderful child with no abuse whatsoever. I didn't experience trauma as a child or abuse if I didn't obey, but I did learn that when I obeyed, when I protected other people's feelings, that I felt more loved and more accepted in my family unit. I avoided punishments and was told what a sweet and good girl I was, but that ended up being a huge disservice to me as an adult. And I did this in my marriage and in all my other relationships too. Another reason that you might not have strong boundaries is because there could be a misconception or a misunderstanding of what boundaries are. A lot of times people think they know what a boundary is, but they have a skewed perception And if you're not really clear on what a boundary is, it becomes even more difficult to actually set and enforce it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that too. And then the last reason why boundaries can be difficult for some people and not others is because of their subconscious beliefs. And you know, I'm going to talk about this in every single episode because our beliefs create our emotions, which then create our behaviors. So if we're struggling with setting boundaries, The root of that is because of the beliefs that we have. So we are going to dive deep into this area. Okay, so first we need to find out what a boundary is and what a boundary is not. So the way I like to talk about boundaries is that a boundary is you deciding and acting on what you will do. A boundary is a declaration of what you are willing to tolerate or accept from other people. A boundary can also be a declaration of what you're willing to tolerate and accept from yourself. You can make these outward spoken or written declarations to other people, or you can keep them to yourself for your own personal boundaries. All right, so let's talk about what boundaries look like. So an example of an external boundary would be, you might refuse to engage in conversation with someone who is yelling or using abusive language, but you can also have internal boundaries for yourself like not getting on your phone as soon as you wake up in the morning or saying no to a second glass of wine. So you see, boundaries are really just something that you decide for yourself about what you will or will not do. Basically, a boundary is a line that either you have decided you will not cross on your own or it can be a boundary line that you will not allow others to cross. Now, it's important to understand that we're not trying to control other people with boundaries. We're only in control of ourselves. So if we set a boundary 
The boundary is just us saying what we will or will not do. So for instance, if you're talking to someone who tends to use foul language and you really don't like talking with this person when they use this type of language with you, the boundary that you set is that you say, I will not continue the conversation if you continue to use that type of language. You're not telling the person to stop using bad language. You are not trying to control the conversation with what the person says or how they say it. You're just saying, I will not speak to someone if they continue to use this type of language. And a lot of times people confuse boundaries because they think that a boundary is a punishment to other people. But a boundary is not a punishment. A boundary is not you maintaining control of someone else. It's quite the opposite. It's you trying to maintain control of yourself and what you will allow. I've heard this before when people are trying to understand the differences. If someone gives you the silent treatment, that is not a boundary. The refusal to communicate when you don't give in to their demands or you don't behave how they want is an attempt at control, is manipulative, and is called stonewalling. It is not a boundary. It is abuse. Here's another really important thing. The word no is a boundary. If someone tells you what to do and you say no, that is a boundary. If they continue to force or coerce you against your will, they are attempting to break your boundary. You do not owe anyone an explanation of your boundaries. No is a perfectly acceptable answer. So you see, you have the option and choice for everything. If you want to explain your reasons, you certainly can, but you're not required to you will have to make the decision of whether or not to explain your no or to just leave it at that. There are all kinds of ways you can say no besides just the word no also, if you choose. No can be no thanks. It can be that's not right for me. No can be that's not something I can commit to. Or it can be a boundary as a declaration of what you will do or what you will not do. Just be aware that when you say more, you open the door. I like this little phrase. It helps me, reminds me about things when um, I need to get into conversations with people and I need to set boundaries. Basically, what this means is that when you give reasons and explanations, it opens the door for the other person to knock those reasons down. For instance, years ago, I had a friend who constantly asked me to babysit her kids. I wasn't in the habit of setting boundaries and saying no back then, so I always had an excuse. The problem with excuses is that they can be shot down. She would say, hey, can you watch my kids today? And if I could, I would. But it was becoming a habit where she asked me consistently and began taking advantage of me. I didn't feel right about it, but I didn't know how to set a boundary or tell her no. So I would give an excuse, usually a made up one or a lie to avoid a confrontation or avoid feeling guilty. I'd say something like, oh, sorry, I can't. I'm taking the kids to the zoo or whatever. And she'd say, oh, that's fine. My kids can go with you. You should have enough room in the van, right? See how easy it was for her to get around that? The more you say, the easier it is for someone to knock down your no. Oh, sorry, I can't watch them. I'm just really exhausted. And I don't think I can keep up with all the kids today. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'll just bring them over during your kid's nap time so you get a break. Now, I will say, this old friend of mine had some very highly toxic and narcissistic traits, so looking back, I can see that she wasn't a very good friend, constantly pushing boundaries and not taking no for an answer. But 
I'm actually not going to blame her for this because it was me who didn't set the boundaries. I could have easily said, I'm happy to watch your kids for you one day a week, but if you ask for more than that, I'm going to have to say no. I could have set a boundary where I said, if I'm going to watch your kids, I will need at least a week's notice. It's not feasible for me to be a last minute option. You'll have to find someone else for that. So if the person continues to pressure you, or in some cases attempt to manipulate, guilt, or coerce you, you can simply repeat yourself. I don't think you're hearing me. I said no. Now this is where the emotions come in. We start feeling guilty. We might feel guilty before we set a boundary, when we set it, and even after we set it. A lot of people struggle with setting boundaries and feel guilt because there might be a sense of obligation. These beliefs of, I should do this for them because they did that for me, or I should do that because it's my obligation as a wife or a mother or a sister. When it comes to boundaries, guilt will keep you from doing what is right for you and for others. You could permit your child to talk nasty to you because you feel guilty telling them not to, but you know that isn't the best thing for that child or for you. You could allow abuse because you feel guilty standing up for yourself, but you know that isn't in your best interest or the relationship. Here's a really important thing to remember. No one has the power to make you feel guilty. And I'm saying this with so much compassion because I used to feel so much guilt too. If you keep saying, so-and-so is always making me feel guilty, you are giving all your power away to that person. They are able to manipulate you to do whatever it is they want. So it's really critical to recognize that there is a part of you that is believing things that goes along with these ideas that you should feel guilty or that you shouldn't set boundaries or that you'll be rejected or unloved or abandoned. And that brings me to your subconscious mind because that is where this all happens, even if you don't realize it. As you know, I'm always going to bring this back to what's inside of you. If you're feeling guilty about something related to setting healthy boundaries for yourself, of course you're not going to want to set them at all. That guilt feeling is extremely uncomfortable and we want to avoid it. And if you do set them and feel guilty afterwards, you're not going to want to set them again. But here's the thing. If we go along with others out of guilt, we are betraying ourselves for the needs of others. One thing I want to invite you to think about is we are not responsible for how other people feel. We are only responsible for how we feel. If we set a boundary and it angers or disappoints the other person, that is not our burden to bear. We have to take ownership of our own feelings and our own emotions, just like everyone else. If we are constantly trying to influence protect, manipulate other people's emotions, what does that mean about us, even if it's coming from a good place? Guilt is a strong emotion, but there is a difference in feeling guilty and actually being guilty. Carrying around guilt is like carrying a big bag of rocks labeled guilt. If you just put that bag down, it makes whatever you're doing a lot easier. So you might be asking, well, how do I get rid of this feeling of guilt? How do I stop feeling guilty before setting boundaries while the boundaries are in place and after they've been set? And here's a very, very simple thing you can do. Start asking yourself questions. You can do this in your mind, but I really recommend doing it on paper because then you can go back and reread it later. Our thoughts can come and go so quickly. 
But if you capture those questions on paper, you can go back and review them so you can help yourself release that guilt. So what kinds of questions am I talking about? I'm talking about questions related to your past, related to your present and your future. So if you have a pen and paper, you can write this down. Number one, what was I most often thinking in the past when I couldn't set boundaries? Number two, what am I most often thinking now when I anticipate setting boundaries? And number three, what do I believe it will mean about me if I set boundaries now or in the future? These kinds of questions will help you understand what it is in your subconscious mind that is causing those feelings of guilt. And if this is the first time that you're listening, it is our subconscious mind and subconscious beliefs that are the source of our emotions. We cannot have any emotion without a belief that comes first. Do you feel things like, if I say no, they won't like me. If I set a boundary, they'll think I'm mean. I should always help everyone no matter what. I shouldn't rock the boat or cause conflict. Setting boundaries will hurt people's feelings. It's wrong not to help people. Here's what I want you to remember about this. A belief is something that is not 100% true 100% of the time for 100% of people. So if you're having emotions of guilt because of the thoughts on repeat in your mind like the ones I just repeated, then I can assure you, you can change it by starting to get really curious about the things that you think. So let me ask you, is it possible they might still like you even if you say no? Was there ever a time you declined an invitation and they still liked you? And is it possible that if you set a boundary, they won't think you're mean, but might think you're a good communicator and respect you more? Isn't that possible? And if you're believing setting boundaries will hurt people's feelings, isn't it just as possible that it won't hurt their feelings? And if you're thinking, gosh, yeah, I don't want to hurt their feelings, I'd ask you, do you feel it's your responsibility to protect other people's emotions? If you said yes, then that's another subconscious belief you just uncovered. Maybe you're not responsible for protecting their feelings. Maybe it's just as possible that other people's emotions are created from their own belief systems and their own experiences and programming, and it has absolutely nothing to do with you, which is why it's also possible you aren't responsible for protecting how they feel. So you see, the guilt we feel about boundaries isn't because we are guilty. It's because we feel an emotion of guilt because of what we are thinking and believing in our subconscious minds. If you want to change that so you can release the guilt, you need to get into the questions. What am I making this mean? What am I thinking about when I'm feeling this way? Write it all down and then start to act like the best lawyer you can and poke holes in those beliefs. What else could be true? What else could be possible? Is there another way I could look at this? What might a person who is a professional at setting boundaries believe? The answers are always in the questions. The more curious you get, the more you begin to shift. Now, one last thing I'd like to challenge you with before we wrap up is that I realize that not only is there guilt with setting boundaries, but most of the time there is an underlying emotion of fear. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of the loss of a relationship. There are so many fears, but I learned this a long time ago. We cannot talk ourselves out of fear. We have to walk ourselves out of it. This means we have to take steps toward fear 
to make it get smaller. Fear is the only emotion that gets smaller the more that we face it. So the challenge is this. Decide on one very small step you can take toward fear. If you have been struggling to set boundaries because of guilt, think about one small step you can take to make this fear smaller. The next time you're asked for a favor you don't really want to do, can you say no without an explanation or an excuse? If there's been something you've been wanting to create a boundary for but haven't, can you just write it down on a piece of paper and look at it every day for a week until you feel more comfortable with it? You see, this doesn't have to be you getting out there and shouting all your newfound boundaries from the rooftops, locking all your doors and shutting everyone out. No, it can be something very, very small. For me, it's about practice and baby steps. You wouldn't attempt to climb Mount Everest without practicing first. And this is the same. Take small steps. Start thinking about what is causing that guilt and the fear and get really curious about it. This is how you can begin to transform your habits and your behaviors because you are thinking. You're using your subconscious mind and also taking action. And that combination will be really powerful to help you. So remember, the thing that is creating the guilt and the fear when it comes to setting boundaries is whatever you're thinking in your subconscious mind. So if you want to be one of those people who can set boundaries, who can say no, who can do these things without feeling that sense of guilt or that worry or that fear or anxiety, then the first thing you have to do is get to the source. Really get curious about what it is that's going on in your subconscious mind. And then when you can do that, you can begin to challenge those thoughts and release the guilt, and the fear so that you can say no and hold boundaries. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in.